0: we exist? Were we created with a purpose? Or are we just here by chance? What are we to believe about life, faith, and worldview? Welcome to the universe next
1: door, focusing on answers to the questions we all consider. This show is a ministry of the C.S. Lewis Society and supported by gifts of listeners just like you. Join us as we seek
0: to see a generation captivated and transformed by the truth of Christianity. This is The Universe Next Door. Go back and check out the last few episodes we did. We just had actor Kevin Sorbo on to talk about uh, the corruption in the entertainment industry today. Before that, we had Sean McDowell to talk about sexuality and what the Bible has to say about it. And then before that, we had Scott Klusendorf. Talk about the Roe versus Wade situation as well as answering and responding to the most common pro choice arguments. So, this series is just going to keep getting better and better. And we want to know what issues you guys are dealing with or constantly hearing about. And so, send us an email at informationapologetics.org at or even better, go to the description below and click that survey link. It would be a huge blessing to us uh, if you would fill out that survey because we want to know what the people who are listening to the show are thinking. We want to know the kind of conversations you guys are having and what topics are coming up and uh, sort of just what would be most beneficial to help you defend the truth of the gospel and the truth of Jesus Christ. So uh, help us help you do that by letting us know what you're thinking about. And today you'll notice that we have a special release, and that's because we have Max McLean, the actor who played C.S. Lewis in The Most Reluctant Convert. And it's not very often you get to interview Max McLean, and it's certainly uh, probably the closest that I'll ever get to... Uh, interviewing C.S. Lewis himself and so I got to pretend he was C.S. Lewis a few times you'll see that in the interview but but we're going to talk a little bit about the movie and of course it is inevitable that we're going to talk about the work and influence of C.S. Lewis and and the impact that C.S. Lewis has had both on Max on myself and really on the Christian world and so this is going to be a good one and we hope you enjoy this interview with Max McLean. Max McLean is an award-winning actor and the founder and artistic director of the Fellowship for Performing Arts based in New York City. He has brought to the stage many of C.S. Lewis's classics, such as The Screwtape Letters, The Great Divorce, and he recently starred in the movie The Most Reluctant Convert on the life and conversion of C.S. Lewis. And of course, you may also know him from his narration of the entirety of the King James Bible and Audio Bible. Max McLean, thanks so much for coming on. How are you?
1: I'm well. Thank you, Nick.
0: Now, you and uh, Dr. Tom Woodward, you just did an event at Princeton with him. How did that go?
1: That was great. Uh, It was uh, Tom, of course, is a Princeton grad, and uh, he was celebrating with his classmates the 50th anniversary of their graduation, this class of 72, and uh, we had an event called uh, Lewis uh, and Princeton, uh, and I think the... uh, the connection is is that uh, folks like Tom and and scholars at uh, uh, at uh, Princeton have contributed quite a bit to Lewis scholarship, so mm-hmm. that was the connection, and uh, they uh, they initiated a uh, some kind of a an event uh, that they publicized a little bit, and we had almost two hundred people come show up for the event. Wow! Uh, honoring wonderful. C.S. Lewis. Yeah, uh among many of the other Princeton festivities during graduation weekend.
0: Awesome and just as a fun fact, the CS Lewis Society uh, actually came from Princeton. Woodward had carried it over to uh to Tampa, Florida and it's been going strong ever since. So that's that's really cool. Now, before mm-hmm. we get into uh, C.S. Lewis and the new movie, The Most Reluctant Convert, will you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about your your journey in stage production and movies, how it started? Now, my sister has always been involved in, in theater and in opera, and so I've been around it a lot, but I know almost nothing when it comes to the actual practicality of it. So how did you get involved in that?
1: Well, uh, one thing it isn't—I mean, it's not practical, so— uh, there's not much practicality in the theater, uh, although we try to make, uh, when you try to create a story, you have to make practical decisions on how to tell it. Um, the, the film, uh, The Most Reluctant Convert, began as a stage play, uh, which ran in 2016. And the stage play came from adapting to previous stage plays. Um, stage adaptations of The Screwtape Letters and The Great Divorce. Um, and, uh, and both of those plays, those stage adaptations, uh, reflected aspects of Lewis's conversion and his resistance to Christianity. Um, and so as a result of that, that, that uh, inspired me to go back to his memoirs surprised by joy which was the shape which was called the shape of his early life uh, which included in 1931 and and it was the end of the book his conversion to Christianity it was a long conversion but uh, so the uh, the film began first as a play I'm not sure if that answers your question
0: sure. Now, how did you, uh, what is it that interested you personally about theater? I mean, did you always have a passion for acting? Is it just sort of an art form? Or
1: Well, I got into theater in college uh, as an undergrad, primarily to overcome my sociophobia, the fear of being in front of people. Uh, And so I went to the weird part of campus and took an oral interpretation class and as a result of that class, uh, the theater bug bit. And so I spent uh, much of my senior year uh, in the drama department and then uh, did graduate work in, in England. And uh, the the training of theater is very technical. It's, it's uh, using one's voice, one's body, one's mind as an instrument to tell stories, to interpret literature, great literature, great ideas. Um, and so uh, I was really uh, motivated by that. And then uh, a, a little bit soon after that, I converted to Christianity. I had a conversion experience myself in my mid-20s. And uh, uh, then the Lord uh, guided me to use the skills and techniques I developed in the theater and apply it to my Christian faith, the way of trying to integrate my faith with my work.
0: So there's obviously tons of C.S. Lewis writings and lectures and classes, but is this kind of your motivation, what you just described, for sort of taking the work of C.S. Lewis and making it into something that everybody can enjoy?
1: Yeah, uh, I I don't think anyone, uh, at least not uh, that, that I've experienced, uh, presents the consolation of ideas uh, in a way that any better than Lewis does. Uh, It's very tangible and uh, it's uh, crunchy as uh, seems to be a a favorite word these days uh, that allows people to, uh, what it does is it engages your imagination. You know, Lewis once wrote that uh, imagination is the organ of meaning and reason is the organ of truth and uh, when he made that distinction i think he meant was that unless an idea captures your imagination uh you're not going to invest the uh, the the rational faculties the the uh the process of deduction induction that is required to really learn something to really know something and uh, before you get there you have to be inspired and uh lewis does that for me so one of the
0: things uh, when my my wife and I were watching The Most Reluctant Convert, it dawned on me that there are tons of C.S. Lewis writings. There are some video, or I'm am sorry, some audio clips of his voice, but there are no surviving video clips. There's no video footage. So how did you get into the character? Like how did you become C.S. Lewis with, with no video to work from?
1: Well, there was certainly a lot of um, a lot of photographs. And you, you, uh, and, and as you indicated, there are recordings of his voice. He had a very plummy, big voice. He sounds to me, uh, a little bit like Alfred Hitchcock on, uh, on, uh, on the recordings. Mm. Uh, and so what I was trying to do, uh, you know, actor creates a character and the, the, the character is a work of art that approximates reality and in some way, uh, it approximates reality and then it, it has a way of maybe expanding the reality in, in terms of, of getting people to, uh, engage in that story. Uh, so, uh, obviously we had a really good makeup designer and a costume designer that made me, uh, look, uh, many people said that I did look like Lewis. I, I don't look like Lewis yes. in real life, but, but uh, I think the costume did. And uh, I do have a, a a voice that's pretty strong. And Lewis uh, had a, a very commanding voice. He said he loved to use the English language forceful, forcefully. Uh, he just enjoyed the English language, and that just shows in just the way he he uh, he creates an idea through words. Uh, uh, he read everything from the Greeks to the moderns. Uh, had a steel trap mind that could. Capture it and then translate it to magnificent prose and speech. And so the job of an actor was to uh, to recreate that, you know, to be uh, to give the sense of that kind of learnedness that he had. That it was just at the tip of his tongue. He was a very very poetic writer, and the poetry, uh, the music of his words. Uh, needed to emerge, uh, so I spent a lot of time on that. Uh, one of my one of the the best things I did in terms of of preparing for Lewis was I actually transcribed the whole book, Surprised by Joy, 250 wow. pages, rewrote you know rewrote it in my own hand so mm. that I could follow his line of thinking, uh, get his sense of humor, uh, determine. You know why did he go that way with this thought instead of this way? Uh, it was really a, a delightful, wonderful exercise that that went a long way in helping me create the character for the film.
0: Now that's incredibly interesting because C.S. Lewis is one of the few authors where when I'm reading his writing, I I feel like I know him. Like he just he has such a way of writing where it's like the words are personal and it and it's such a I guess a unique and incredible thing and. This is kind of a—I don't know how to quantify this. It's such a broad question, but what kind of influence did studying C.S. Lewis's work— I know you just mentioned you transcribed uh, the book of Surprised by Joy. What kind of profound impact did that have on you?
1: Well, uh, I think it changed me uh, as any kind—you know, we—all of us are a product of the thoughts we think, the books we read, the people we talk with. So when you um, make a decision— to devote as much time that was required to tell this story to really understanding him, uh, there's a tremendous admiration. And, of course, admiration uh, leads to uh, a kind of imitation in the sense that uh, you you tend to want to imitate what you desire, what what inspires you, what impresses you. And so uh I would say that's what Lewis did to me.
0: Wow. Yeah and that reminds me of one of C.S. Lewis's writings actually where he talks about uh people wearing a mask to church so to speak and saying oh don't wear the mask to church and he says no you should if that mask is what you want to be you should be working to become that mask. Um and you're you've taken that yeah. literally like you've actually become C.S. Lewis on screen.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes that's that's true. He uh he he uh I think it was uh something in in mere Christianity about toy soldiers and tin men uh, mm. you know that's why children play games because that's the first step in becoming you know you play soldier because of someday that you may help you become a soldier uh, and I, I do think there's a lot to that uh, and uh, and and I'm at the point in my career that I can select what I want to do and this is where I want to spend my time
0: Wow. Well, I'm glad that you chose to, because that movie and your work has been a huge blessing to us. And of course, I, I maybe you can touch on this, but in the actual movie, you went to the Eagle and Child Pub in Oxford. You went to the kilns where C.S. Lewis lived. What is it like actually going and experiencing those things? I've, I've never had the privilege of even being on that side of the world, but that must have just been surreal.
1: Well, it was uh, one of the great blessings of the film is that it was filmed in and around Oxford, 18 locations in and around Oxford, um, we, we spent several days in the kilns, Magdalen College, where he taught, uh, unfortunately that wasn't the Eagle and Child, that was actually the White Horse Inn, which is very near the Eagle and Child, the White, the Eagle and Child has been shut down, uh, but it, it certainly gives a, a wonderful representation of an old English pub, um, and you know how crowded it was, how small it is, um, and uh and how kind of homey it is uh the landscape of uh, uh of the uh, shoot you know the cinematography of it um uh, it's almost a uh an advertisement for oxford uh that uh, you know because you you really it was filmed right there on location all over the city uh it was you know, 18 locations 15 actors uh 190 extras, 270 costumes uh, to tell that wow. story.
0: Did you keep any of the props, like as a keepsake kind of thing? No, no, no,
1: <laughs> no I didn't. I wish I had, especially some of those costumes.
0: Oh, that would have been really cool. And and I really enjoyed, I don't know what the, uh, the motivation for this was, but the movie was sort of like a monologue from C.S. Lewis, but then also acted out. Uh, what made you go mm-hmm. with that choice?
1: Well, the the film was based on a play, a one-person play. It's been very popular. It's been down to Tampa and many other places. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm well aware yeah, of Yeah, Most Reluctant Convert. So uh, when uh, Norman Stone, the director, and I began to talk about doing the film, uh, we both said we'd like to keep it as close to the play as possible. But, open, uh, but lo- Norman said, yeah, let's do that, but let's open it up and uh I, I love the choice because you first of all you can you can cover a lot of ground a lot of his thought and and i don't think you do lewis justice unless you um you really invest in his thinking and 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 the way he phrases things and and how he develops an idea uh because that's why he's so so uh in uh, uh, so influential so um, mm-hmm. yeah so I, I think that uh, it, it was uh, uh, it was really important uh, for us to keep close to to tell the story the way we did
0: well I'm glad that you did it that way because it, it really was such a unique way to do a movie and and, and I, I did think that while watching it I'm well aware of the the most reluctant convert play and so on and so forth and I was thinking like it, it's a really a really cool thing to almost like make a play come to life on the movie screen as well. And I, and I think you did an excellent mm-hmm. job portraying that, and, and that makes a lot of sense uh, with somebody like C.S. Lewis and with his personality and just, I wish I could just sit and just watch him talk, <laughs> and that was the closest that I'll probably ever get.
1: Uh, thank you for saying that. And that was part of the idea. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, you, you did a very good job portraying that. The movie was, I've heard this from a number of people, that the movie was very well done. You, you felt like you were watching something that, like, just grasped, grabbed you and and uh, it, it was hard to look away and the way that you portrayed C.S. Lewis was just, was excellent Now, if you were to be trapped on an <laughs> island and you could only have one C.S. Lewis book mm. with you what book would you choose? Oh
1: dear Yeah, yeah um, Boy, I wish I could uh, you know, uh, well the good thing now, you know, you can get like all 37 uh, <laughs> books in one volume <laughs> So you may take it now. <laughs> you know uh, one of the things Lewis repeats ideas and and I think that's a good way they're so strong that he he retells them throughout his books Uh, I suppose it would be a collection of his essays Uh, you know either God in the Dock, or Weight of Glory or Christian Reflection Mm. um, or Present Concerns Um, because basically uh, the 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 um, fantasies, you know, Screw Tape letters and Great Divorce, or even Narnia, and and even the Space Trilogy, which I love. I mean, the Hideous Strength, I really loved. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they are dramatizations of you know uh, putting his ideas into putting feet on his ideas.
0: Yeah, I actually really enjoyed the Space Trilogy as well, and it was such a unique take on things. But uh, one of the things that is there's. That is- true about C.S. Lewis is that he has stayed relevant even till today and I used to actually mm-hmm. do chapels for my school. I would go to different high schools and I would speak at their chapels and Billy Graham was one of our alumni so I would always ask who's heard of Billy Graham and a few of them would raise their hand but if I asked who'd heard of C.S. Lewis like all of them oh I've heard of C.S. Lewis because of Narnia or whatever <laughs> it may be and mm-hmm. how do you think it is mm-hmm. not not to take away from anybody else of course but why do you think it is that C.S. Lewis has stayed so relevant almost as a household name even outside? side of the church.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I I touched on a little bit earlier, um, at least with the Christian community anyway. You know, he read everything from the Greeks to the moderns. uh, And and he had a steel-trap mind that could remember everything he read. And and he had this magnificent way of of, uh, translating it into great prose and speech. And uh, he did all of that under the headship of Christ, And so uh, he really uh, captures people's imagination that way, you know, because very few uh, Christian teachers and preachers are educated the way he was in that literary genre, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing all the mythologies, uh, knowing the Renaissance literature, the roots of it, understanding language the way he did so he right. transcends an age uh you know most authors they're of their age uh they're of their time and uh, he seems to to uh not be able to be pinned down into a particular period of time because his thoughts even his illustrations are you know oftentimes most illustrations are are uh, something out of today's newspaper so that kind of uh, locates it in a particular time. He, he didn't, he had his, 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 uh, his ideas were so imaginative that they, they, they did. I mean, you know, the name of your program is the universe next door and, and he always took you there. Uh, that right. was his great gift.
0: I would agree one hundred percent and actually I was saved at twenty years old and, and thankfully C. S. Lewis was one of the first authors, the Christian authors that I had looked into because my pastor at the time had mentioned a little bit of his story and, and of course I'd heard of Narnia and seen the movies and but he was one of the first Christian authors that I'd looked into and I'm so grateful that I did. Uh, now what do you think was the most the most difficult part about becoming C. S. Lewis?
1: Well, we touched on that too. Is, you know, if you're going to take on a character as influential, as weighty as he is, you know, uh, uh, within a few seconds, uh, the viewer is going to say, no, that's not Lewis. Or they're going to say, oh, that's Lewis. So you really had to convince him. Convince the audience that. You were worthy of of carrying the mantle of playing C. S. Lewis, because if you didn't pass that test, the movie would be over.
0: And so, have you gotten some pretty good feedback broadly? I mean, I've told you how much I like it, and others I know, but but what was the overall consensus? Did people really enjoy the movie?
1: Yeah, well, it was uh, the day it opened uh, back in November of twenty one. Mm-hmm. It was a number two movie in America, wow. and uh, it uh, it was only going to be a one night event, and and it uh, it it stayed for a month. I remember that in theater in theaters. Um, uh, when we went to uh, you know more video uh, streaming video video on demand, Apple TV, Google Play, and Amazon Prime. Uh, it got up to number four as num- uh, as uh, in in Apple TV uh, for independent films, wow. and uh, number twelve in Amazon for DVD uh, DVD. So it it really found its audience. Um, uh, Focus on the families plugged in. Called it the movie of the year. So did Movie Guide. Um. So I'm uh, I'm really blessed. But I think it was people are hungry for. Mm. Uh, even if they don't you know if they know Lewis because of Narnia uh, they also know Narnia is pretty special there's something behind Narnia that is particularly deep and profound even though it's written for children mm-hmm. uh, so um, I think a lot of people and one of the things a film does is is it 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 delivers uh, a story, a biography in a way that more people can receive it. You know, a lot of people may not go and study Lewis like you and I might, Mm -hmm. but they still want to have the benefit of understanding what Lewis is about. And I think our film helps us do that.
0: Now, before we go, can you, uh, can you give us a line or two as C.S. Lewis?
1: Um, uh, (laughs) <laughs> he has so many funny lines, too. He, one of my favorites is, <laughs> I was angry at God. Uh, he says, no, I did not believe God existed, but I was angry at God for not existing. Why should creatures have the burden of existence forced upon them without their consent? You know, I was thinking about that because that's where he started in his in his journey from vigorous debunker of Christianity to, um, mm-hmm. to becoming the most influential Christian of all time. He, he says, if Jesus' statements are false, Christianity is of no importance. If true, it is of infinite importance. The one thing it cannot be is moderately important.
0: Wow. Did you have to like, what did you have to just do? Did you have to get in a character? Did you have to, did you just go for it? How does that work?
1: Yeah, well, it's sort of muscle memory now, mm. you know, because, you know, you, you, you can get in and out of character.
0: Yeah. Wow. Well, that that was awesome. That's probably the closest I'll ever get to, to talking with C.S. Lewis <laughs> outside of reading his books. Uh, now, thank you so much, Max McLean. Where could we go uh, to learn more about you? And is there anything you're working on we could look forward to?
1: Yeah, well, the, we're, we're, we're looking to make two more Lewis movies uh, that yes. would cover the rest of his life. Uh, we also have a new play called Further Up, which tackles... Uh, Uh, another period of his life beyond Most Reluctant Convert. I think if people are interested in our movie, obviously you can go to Amazon Prime or Apple TV, but you can also go to cslewismovie.com, cslewismovie.com.
0: Awesome. Well, go to cslewismovie.com. Watch The Most Reluctant Convert. I'm telling you personally, it is incredible. Well, Max McLean, thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to share the universe next door with a friend, and we'll see you back here next week.